Welcome to another episode of Mac and Joe Talk on a Podcast. Hello everyone, thanks for joining us. It's been a couple weeks off, but we are both very excited back to be here. Mac here, of course. Joe's here alongside with me. Joe, we got a great show today. We've got a couple weeks worth of stuff piling up. Yep, absolutely. So, let's just jump right into it, shall absolutely. we? Absolutely, let's do it. Uh, we did get, again, some of this news and notes and trailers are a couple weeks old, but we're gonna we're just getting around to it now. Marvel Studios celebrates the movies. Not so much a new trailer in the sense of, uh, for a specific film, it was a kind of highlight trailer of some uh, of the upcoming films that we've known about we did get our first look at eternals in there as well um but of course we got black widow we got shang chi and then um marvel disney did the whole uh laid out all the movies they've announced for phase four um we did get the only news and notes for that that i have is they officially named black panther 2 it's now black panther wakanda forever and the Captain Marvel sequel is not Captain Marvel 2. It is now called The Marvels. Uh, and that will tie into Mrs. Marvel, the Disney Plus show. Again, that's already been announced that she will be a part of Captain Marvel 2. So those are those are the only changes in terms of that. Um, no new announcements, no Deadpool, no Blade. Uh, they teased Fantastic Four at the end, but they didn't give a date or anything like that. Um, but again, four uh, Marvel movies coming out this year. Uh, starting with Black Widow next month, and then ending with Spider-Man in December. Joe was more of kind of a, a celebration highlight trailer. Um, yeah, it, and was, then it, was, it was more like an homage to Stanley and yeah. everything. Um, that It was kind of, as you you touched on all the future stuff they were talking about, um, <clears throat> it was also kind of an homage to the previous movies and kind of that have already been made and kind of... You know, again, trying to hype up people going back to the movies and to encourage people to try to go back to the movies. Yeah. Um, obviously, in a safe environment, but you know, to try to just yeah. I mean, it was celebrating the movies, but it was really just celebrating Marvel. Sure. <laughs> Should say yeah. I mean, if you're into it, you're going to be into it. So. Exactly. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I thought the Eternals looked the very small glimpse of the Eternals looked very different. Uh, then kind of other stuff we've seen. Again, it was really just kind of flash. We saw a little bit of Angelina Jolie. We saw a little bit of Richard Madden from Game of Thrones. A little Camille Nanjani. Um, very, very limited stuff. Again, that doesn't come out till November. So my guess is there will be a full, or there will be some sort of a trailer attached to Black Widow. Because, um, again, that will be about five, six months out at that point. Um, so that's kind of normally when we start to see those trailers. So my guess is we'll get a bigger first look for Eternals coming soon uh speaking of some more marvel stuff loki is the next show up on the disney plus streaming service it will stream on wednesdays moving from fridays um this is the only show that's been announced that will do it this way but my guess is that disney plus will move their shows from friday to fridays to wednesdays uh my guess and I, we don't have confirmation of this my guess is that this will happen simply because again as joe mentioned movie theaters are opening up people are vaccinated Society is kind of getting out there and open. Um, Disney wants to reclaim Fridays for movies for the weekends. So they're going to want their Disney subscribers um, to kind of watch their shows on Wednesdays and then save Fridays for the movies is my guess. Mm-hmm. Um, Makes sense. Certainly you could do both. Um, but again, people have busy lives and Disney would rather have you go to the movies, I think. Um, so that's just my guess. Um, we'll see what happens with that, though. Uh, go ahead and take the next one, Joe. Um, just read it off. Paramount Plus uh, plans to announce one film per week. Um, this was according to an article that we read on Dark Horizons. Um, they're going to announce one film per week. Sounds like kind of a response to the Netflix to Netflix. Everyone's trying to chip away at Netflix. Yeah. So um, there was a few. I think there was one movie that looked interesting to me. Coming out on Paramount Plus, but I will touch on that later. So, Is it the Mark Wahlberg one? Uh, I can neither confirm nor deny. Okay, well, the Mark Wahlberg one, and I don't want to spoil your flow if it is. Mark Wahlberg, it's, that's the first movie that's coming out on Paramount Plus and the Antoine Fuqua one. Um, again, um, Paramount Plus is, is not 
not necessarily killing it so far. It's very much low on the totem pole and sort of streaming services. So this is a play just like HBO Max did with their movies to try and get subscribers and stuff like that. So um, we'll see what actually happens with that. Uh, we did get a new trailer for Venom to let there be carnage. Um, Tom Hardy returns. Joe, what'd you think of the trailer? For me, I think it looks great. Okay. Um, I liked it. You liked the uh, first trailer I a lot. Will, I, will, okay. I, will, I, I liked the first movie. I thought it was, I didn't think it was incredible. There were parts that were kind of clunky, but, you know, and I wasn't a super, I, I wasn't captivated by the villain, but I liked kind of the duality of the character of Venom and kind of his alter ego, Tom Hardy, and like a whatever, like a respirator talking, you know, to himself with like, you know, sinister voice. So this trailer gave me more of that, and I thought the parts that it showed, it, it really it, it highlights that as being a feature of the movie and of this kind of character, and I like that. I like the kind of quote-unquote internal dialogue. It looked funny, um, again, at the beginning, like he's making breakfast or something, or the venom inside the symbiote is making breakfast, and he... You know, it was just funny. It's just, it kind of, kind of, kind of, yeah, like I said, it, it kind of reminds me a little bit of the, uh, you know, maybe not something that people were well known or, 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 uh, another movie that I've seen that is kind of similar in some respects, uh, but I don't know that many people have seen it is the, is the movie slash Broadway show, Little Shop of Horrors. It kind of reminded me of like some big giant plant, like inside this guy, like saying, we're going to eat you and. It kind of had that kind of feel to it, but it was kind of like quirky at the same time. Like it wasn't like it was mean, but it was also funny. Like, yeah. Was it too jokey? Was it too marvelly with the jokes, or was it? I didn't think it was marvelly at all. Marvel, okay. I maybe just because it's I'm I I kind of liked again because there really isn't anything like that in Marvel, or if they do have it in Marvel, it's just not one character. It's the characters playing off of each other. Um, but I like, again, the duality of the characters or the same character with like kind of the two sides, the yin and the yang. Um, is it similar to Marvel? I, you could certainly make that case and I wouldn't disagree with that. But for me, it feels different and it feels fresh. Um, I don't know. I don't remember you liking the first I don't one know if much. I'm a huge fan of uh, Woody Harrelson as Carnage, not because I don't like Woody Harrelson, but because I don't. I don't know if he's just kind of like a if he's kind of like the Hulk, you know, like they're both the same thing. Like one of them's evil, one of them's not. Like right. in the first, in the original Hulk they made with Eric Bana, I I don't know. So I don't really know anything about the subject matter. So I'm not like super excited about it. But I like you know it does seem kind of like a Spider Man, which is, it obviously is a Spider Man property. It does seem a lot like Spider Man in some sense. But again, I like kind of the alter ego of, you know, like the internal dialogue when he's walking in the shop and he's, you know, he's he, like, he can hear the voice and that's talking, but nobody else can. And I find that funny. Um, you know, like he has like a psychosis or something or he's schizo or something. Like I find that funny. Um, I'm not totally sold on the, on, on, I mean, I liked it for no what No one else can hear the voice. The lady can't hear the voice. No. Oh. I thought everyone. Maybe I'm just wrong. I thought maybe, everyone. Maybe could I'm hear. wrong, but I don't think that 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 they did that they did. But maybe I'm wrong because it seemed like he was talking, like he was talking. The voice was talking to him, Tom Hardy, but the, the shopkeeper couldn't hear, so he had the translator say. Got it. Got or, it got maybe it. I'm wrong. No, I could make, be that wrong. That I could makes be wrong. I could be wrong. That makes more but sense. But it didn't. Yeah. When I first saw the trailer, I thought, okay, well, he's taught the the symbiote is talking, and everyone can hear him, and he's just kind of translating or trying to downplay the, the aggression. But I think he, no one else can actually hear the voice. Um, but I, I could be wrong. I don't remember what it was in the first movie. Um, again, I'm not. I liked the trailer. Would I would I give it a chance? Sure, just because I've seen the first one, but I'm not super excited about it or chomping at the bit to see it. Um, I just liked the trailer for those reasons. So, what did you think? Um, it's okay. I wasn't a big fan of the first one. Um, it's it's a very different take on the type of character that felt. Um, it did feel like it was trying to make it kind of a buddy comedy type of a film. Um, again, we only really saw one or two interactions and that's just a trailer. This is what it is. 
Uh, I'm not sold on Carnage being the villain. Um, not necessarily because of Woody Harrelson, but because I think Carnage and Venom are very similar characters. Um, and so it's it feels like we're kind of... I don't know if, it's, if that's what they're playing off of, the duality of, of Venom um, kind of going up against each other, which is kind of Venom's and Eddie Brock's thing the whole time. Um, but we'll see. I mean, it's, it's, we've already, they've already teased Michael Keaton is going to be in this. Um, and we saw a trailer, I don't know, like a year or so ago, uh, for something. So, um, I mean, they've teased that it's going to kind of tie into, to little, to little Spider-Man a little bit more. Um, I think Tom Hardy did a great job in the first film. It's just, uh, it's a very, very different take on the character. Um, but uh, people liked it. People went and saw it. So um, it clearly made enough money. People are they're making a second one. So we'll see what happens. We did get another trailer. This is from uh, A24. Uh, the Green Knight starring Dev Patel. Any thoughts on this, Joe? Or? I think those this are great. I okay. loved this idea. Um, and Joel Edgerton also. Okay. Um, at first I thought it was... Uh, At first, I thought it was Andy Circus as the Green Knight, but it's not. It's somebody else. Mm. I thought it was Andy. It really sounded like Andy Circus's voice as the Green Knight, who's like this giant knight. But I like the trailer. I'm 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 interested. I want to know what it's about. This is again. I know nothing about the subject matter, so it looked really cool. Mm-hmm. I liked that it's kind of telling like a it's a it's a blur between a fantasy and kind of like a drama. You know, it's a drama, obviously. Um, I just think it looks cool. I like the idea. I liked how it set it up at the beginning of the film. So it re- I really don't think it spoiled anything for you. It just kind of showed you what the prim- the the basic or whatever. Again, trailers show you what they want to show you. I get that, but I didn't feel like the trailer revealed so much that I don't want to see the movie. Like I already know what the story is going to be about or how it's going to end or all the little nuances in the story. I don't even know who Joel Edgerton's character is or how he relates to Dev Patel's character. Or even again, I, whatever it has something to do with, like the Knights of the Round Table, King Earth, or something like that. I don't know, but you know, loosely tied to that, um, it looks really cool. I think it looks great. I'm definitely going to give this one a look. Um, I've seen a few, we've seen a few, or I don't want to say a lot, but I've seen it more a, a handful of movies with Deb Patel in them, besides Slumdog Millionaire, and he always plays a good part. Yeah. Um, I didn't see the one where he plays the magician. Oh, the personal history uh, the of David, David Copperfield. Copperfield. Yeah, but I'm sure he was good. It was pretty that. good. I think you'd um, like it. Like I said, it just looks like a it looks like a quasi independent film. It's got some drama, you know. It's got some, you know, story deep deep underlying story. I think that I'm, you know, whatever it's about. I don't know what it is, but um, you know, it just looks great. I like that. Likes it. It looks creative and new. I don't know anything about it, so I'm I'm excited for it. Good. More excited than that. Okay. Yeah, I think we're we're on the same boat. It looks like an original story. Uh, original type of film so uh something we'll give a chance for that comes out um in, a, in about a month or so uh, ed norton dave batista kate hudson and janelle monet will all join daniel craig in the cast of knives out 2 um joe do any of these actors joining knives out 2 make you more or less excited to see the film one of them does but not enough for me to see it and that is ed norton so you're still not you're still I'm not still, on the knives out too. It's, it's a it's a a cross between a soft and a, in between a soft and a hard no. So somewhere in between soft and hard no. Okay. A medium a medium no for me. Got it. Uh, Disney's Free Guy, which is of course uh, a former Fox film, the Ryan Reynolds film, and Shang Chi will both be 45 day theatrical windows. Uh, Jungle Cruise will premiere in both theaters and Disney Plus on the same day. Um, again, we'll circle back to this, uh, again, and we've talked about it, I feel like for a year with, with windows and dates, 90 days was the original, um, kind of theatrical window. And then of course, Universal changed that. And then Warner brothers have changed that since Disney hadn't really made any announcement past individual films with the day and date releases, but now 45 days is kind of what they've said, um, for these ones. Uh, Jungle Cruise will be a premier Disney Plus access film as well. Um, again, I'll probably, hopefully, see all these films in theaters. But again, Disney is staking their claim as 45 days, so that's that.
Uh, and Joe, I know you had some news you wanted to get to, so go ahead. Yeah, just a few a few things I touched on. Um, one of them you had already wrote and written down as we were going to talk about this later, but I, I had looked it up when we didn't do the podcast last week. Um, so I thought it would be kind of nice to have my, not my new segment, but just things that I kind of picked up on. Some of these are just kind of rumors or some of these were also just things that might be in the talks and the works. I, I don't really know. Um, but I read something again, this was all on kind of one, some website, like cinema, whatever, some, some website, um, mm-hmm. you know, just looking up some, some news. Amazon is in the market to buying MGM. Did you hear about this? Yeah, well, I mean, kinda, it's, it's been it's rumored been, for a while. Oh, it's I been think. rumored for a while. Okay, but you're on top of it though. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just I didn't know anything about that. I know yeah. they were kind of thinking about. We had talked about they were trying to get into the game. Yeah. But uh, well, no, maybe I was maybe, much maybe, about James maybe, Bond. I maybe I was thinking about Apple. Apple was trying to get into the game. I think it was probably. But I don't remember Amazon right. being. T- I was talking about Amazon. But anyway. Um, I just saw this, I stumbled upon it, and it looked kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, also, have you heard anything about – okay, so again, I, I don't have a lot of news and – I don't That's have okay. a lot of details about that. Just something – again, something I stumbled upon that caught my attention. Um, Mac, have you got a chance to watch Zack Snyder's Justice League yet? I haven't watched it yet. I haven't no. watched it yet. Okay. No. Well, would you be surprised or not surprised to know that there is rumors that he could be making a Justice League too? Uh, have you heard this at all? I haven't that? heard that at all. And also a third 300 film, or that there was one in talks. I heard that, but something the studio didn't like the script it's or scrapped. something like yeah, that. Yeah, it got scrapped. Yeah. But you haven't heard anything about Justice League 2? I was just curious. I, from or everything. You're just staying away from that until you watch the movie. I don't yeah, know. From everything I gather, um, again, once once Warner Brothers made the decision to, to not go forward with the Snyderverse. Um, that that was kind of all the story was going to be. I know people have seen the Zack Snyder's Justice League and, and it very much hints and alludes to future stories and sequels and stuff. Um, but I don't know if if Warner's is going to do that per se. Again, Warner's very much feels like they want to set up other things. Um, obviously, they're doing their own Batman. They're going to do their own mm-hmm. Superman. Um, they're going to do a brand new Superman and stuff like that. So... Um, could could Zack Snyder's the Snyderverse, as it's aptly known, go forward? I guess so. Um, I, I don't know if Warner's is going to invest more money into it. But did you hear that that it's that it's something that people want, or that it was I a just possibility? Heard that it's or? kind of like a, again, not really so much a rumor, but there's that there's talks about it. That there's kind of a push for it to happen, like a fan push, probably. Or? I, again, I don't yeah. quite remember. I'm okay. sorry. I just That's I okay. just kind of wrote down like Justice League two question mark, and I don't remember what was said yeah. about it i didn't get that much in detail i just i didn't know if you'd heard anything about it yeah i mean um, Zack snyder and um and nolan i mean to a certain extent helped kind of shape that first dc go round mm-hmm. um and and they were while well, Zack snyder i don't think was going to be involved like he wasn't going to make dc films the rest of his life and now there was nolan they were both kind of helping shape that first kind of future stories and then um we talked about justice league just didn't pan out the first the theatrical film and they just that's when we got the new Joker and that's when we got, you know, the new Batman and stuff like that. So uh, I don't know if it's ever going to get revived per se, but um, I mean, if, if Justice League's, if Zack Snyder's Justice League gets millions and millions of watches on HBO Max, then of course Warner Brothers and DC are going to look at that and go, well, okay, there's something here. Yeah. So. Um, you did kind of touch on something regarding Paramount Plus. I did happen to stumble upon that. I don't know that there's necessarily a trailer about it. But I, I have been known to enjoy uh, a hand well, not a handful, but there are a few Antoine Fuqua films that I enjoy. Um, and you mentioned this earlier. This is a movie called Infinite with Mark Wahlberg, who we know has worked with Antoine Fuqua before in the movie Shooter. But it also stars Chris Evans. So I don't really know. I, I can't remember if it was like a science fiction type movie. I haven't seen anything. I don't about remember. It. But I but it's but it, it intrigues me. I want to kind of know more and see a trailer. But it sounds interesting. Um, Antoine Fuqua doesn't make a whole lot of films, but he has made Training Day Shooter and another movie that I've mentioned on my list called Brooklyn's Finest that I, I, I enjoy. Um, they're not for everybody, but I enjoy. Um, it's a pretty high profile film for Paramount's release on their exactly. streaming service, the yeah, Skip yeah. Theater. So, yeah. yeah. 
Well, maybe that might be good for him because nah, his movies it, yeah. aren't super well received or or, or or get or big box office hits. We talked about this before. This could be an avenue where people who who directors who might not get all the spotlight. They're not the Marvel films. They're not the JJ not Abrams. Not the billion dollar movies. They, they can release their films to streaming services and still get their 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 subject matter out, which yeah. is great. Cool. Um, I also wrote down another movie. Uh, Going to stumble the con upon this. Um, I don't know how old this actor is, but apparently he's getting on up there. Uh, Liam Neeson, we all know he's been a staple for doing kind of the action films. He obviously did take in and he did like nonstop and then, you know, a whole bunch of the unknown. He did whatever. He, he's done kind of these similar kind of quasi-action flick movies. Um, mm-hmm. Not quasi, they are action flicks, but they're kind of they're kind of cheesy at the same time. They're not like, they're not super in-depth. He also did The Grey and... You know, he's done kind of all these, you know, action movies, um, light action movies, I would say. Um, he's doing a movie and it's, it's, it, I don't know if it's being advertised as his last action movie, but it did hint at that this might be one of his last action films because he is getting on up there. I don't know how old he is, um, uh, but he's doing this movie called The Ice Road with Lawrence Fishburne. And anyway, I kind of stumbled. It was talking about how this may be he may have hinted that this might be one of the last action movies he does because he's getting old and he can't do all the stunts so i just thought that was noteworthy um and then the last thing that you had mentioned or or that you had mentioned on the pod earlier not earlier but later on in the pod that i thought would be important to talk about um at&t is going to spin off warner media so with discovery and then uh, the CEO of Discovery, David Zaslav, is going to be is going to head the head that that part of the company, and it will be a seventy one percent venture, meaning that seventy one percent of the company will be owned by AT and T stockholders. I don't really understand why they're splitting, but that's what they're doing. Um, I have no idea. But so Warner Media is Warner Media is going to be paired with Discovery, HBO Max, Warner Brothers, CNN, TBS, TNT, Cartoon Network, Discovery Plus, HGTV, Food Network, TLC, and the Oprah Winfrey Network. So all of those will be kind of a conglomerate in and of itself. I don't really know why this is happening. Maybe because I don't know. They, they're trying to separate. AT&T is trying to separate from. I think AT&T is trying to get rid of Warner. Yeah, Media. they're trying to get rid. Sorry, they're trying. Yeah. They're trying to get rid of the not with these properties. They're trying to separate them, but the seventy-one percent is still owned by. I, I don't. I don't. It doesn't make sense to me. Like if it, if it's going to be sold, then it should. Then it, I don't understand why it's still owned by AT&T stockholders. That doesn't make sense to me. But I'm not really. I don't understand the logistics of it. So I, sure. I understand that they're trying to separate from all these properties. Right. But I don't understand the why are they still going to be owning over 70% of it. Like that doesn't make sense to me. So – but in any event, that's just what I read. Um, And then I think that was it. That was all that I had. Um, I've kind of mentioned this before. Um, there's a new kind of quasi-Saw uh, movie coming out with Chris Rock. I think I mentioned this before called Spiral. Yeah. That looks interesting. That's and out then, now. You can go check it out now. Oh, it is? Yeah. Okay. And then um, everyone everyone who, who, is, who is in the Star Wars lore already kind of knows about this. Um, there is going to be an Obi-Wan series and Ian McGregor is going to be starring in it. And apparently he is—he was very annoyed at having to hide the fact that they were kind of in the works for this for like a long time. And then there was always kind of a rumor and he kind of had to lie about it. Right. And now he's just kind of coming out and saying, yeah, there really was. And I was really tired of lying about it. And now it's good. That's a weight off my back. And anyway, I just kind of wrote that down. Yeah. Um, that was it. Those are the only things that I stumbled upon. Okay. Um, but we did get a few trailers. Um Two of them. Uh, one of them I did see, and one of them I'll be honest, I did not see, and didn't. I, I I doubt that I would have found anything redeemable in it. But the other one I did watch, and that the first that's the first one called Dear Evan Hansen. Um, definitely a drama of sorts. It's, it's by the same uh, studio or creators that did the Perks of Being a Wallflower, I believe. Uh, maybe the same director. I don't um, know. Perhaps I just remember seeing the trailer on like a. On like a, a Facebook feed or something like that, I always see every now and then I see kind of not underground but more independent films on the on the news on the feed, um, and it looks interesting. It looks similar to a premise that I've kind of seen in a movie that I've already seen before. There was a movie that came out with Rob with, by the late Robin Williams. I don't remember what it was called, 
but I remember it was about his son who kind of died tragically and he ended up kind of making up these letters that his son had written to kind of hide the details of his son's death. Um, and eventually he had to kind of, you know, he was spinning this big lie and he, and he had to kind of come out and be honest about it. And it was kind of like, you know, it, it was, it was, a, it, it was a strange movie. Um, and this seems very similar to it. Like there's a guy who kind of pens a letter and then some guy dies and it ends up like, he ends up being the guy who's still alive. The guy who wrote the letter ends up being like the most popular person ever because he like wrote some letter to kind of, or something like, you know, he befriended the guy. Yeah. He befriended the guy when he really just wrote it kind of hypothetically or something like it just seems like I get the point of it, but it just didn't, it doesn't sell me. It seems like a strange it is, premise um, to me. It is, it is a full-blown musical. It's based off the Broadway show Dear Evan Oh, Hansen. I didn't know it was a musical. Um, I, that's okay. I don't think the trailer really was, was singing or anything. Um, but it is from the same... The same um, Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it is not the perks of being a Musical artist, um, composer, songwriters that did La La Land. Uh, they did The Greatest Showman. They've done some other Broadway shows. Dear Evan Hansen is kind of their, their big Tony Award-winning Broadway show. I've seen the show... Um, it's a good show. It does. It is emotional. Uh, I'm not sure how it overly translates into film. Um, but it looks okay. Um, it, it, Joe, I mean, Joe, Joe got basically the majority of the plot from the two and a half minute trailer. So he basically got everything out of it, uh, besides the ending, uh, obviously. But again, it's, 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 it's a pretty straightforward type of a story. Uh, and the trailer you did not watch, Joe, is Snake Eyes, G.I. Yeah, Joe Orja. Sorry. That's okay. Well, uh, and I'm sure I wouldn't have liked it anyway, but probably go ahead not. and tell us what you, you thought. I, it's, it, Who's it, in it? It's generic. Um, Snake Eyes is played by Henry Golding, who uh, was Breakout in Crazy Rich Asians. He was in the uh, Guy okay. Ritchie film uh, recently. He was um, in Last Christmas, the okay. Amelia Clark movie. Um you know, it's just, it's, I don't know. I didn't, I can't say I really enjoyed or really even remember the last couple of GI Joe films. Again, it's probably been a while since GI Joe has had a film, but I know there was some with like a Channing Tatum at some point. Right. And like mm-hmm. the rock was in one mm-hmm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it feels like a franchise that's trying to kind of revive itself, but, uh, you know, probably won't like transformers. I don't think transformers ever died. I think it's, it's, they're still I making didn't, that those. That wasn't bad, what you but, just said. You said trying to reinvent itself. I uh, I'm trying to revive and, itself. And I yes. think GI Joe's dead. I don't think transformers is dead though, but we could disagree. It kind of was until they came out with Bumblebee. No, yeah, maybe. Who but knows? In any event. That's all right. Um, um, yeah, I don't think, I don't think you missed anything. On yeah. The trailer, I, I, yeah. Um, HBO Max. Uh, speaking of HBO Max, I mentioned I mentioned earlier the uh, the kind of spinoff with uh, Warner's uh, Warner Media from AT and T. Um, on on the heels of that, or kind of on, in that same vein, HBO Max will now offer lower pricing with ads starting in June. Yeah. So be ready for ads. <laughs> well, I think you can if 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 you want to get in at a lower price. Point. Exactly. So again, you I think pay for an extra three minutes of ads and have your put less five dollars less a month or middle, something like that. In the middle of your movie, you have a, have an ad for something that they're promoting. Then yeah, yeah. I think we're I think we're just going to keep our HBO Max the way it is and we'll okay. just keep it ad free. I wasn't worried uh, about it. I barely use it anyway. But that's okay. But um, just in general, though. Yeah. Um, I know you've watched a bunch of a couple a handful of movies, two of them on Netflix, one of them on HBO. Um, go ahead and tell us what you saw and give us your reviews. Uh, Monster on Netflix is a film we talked about uh, a while ago, a couple weeks ago. Um, it was very, very good. Again, I'd heard about this film uh, a while ago. It was at Sundance uh, two years ago, maybe. Um, and then, of course, with the pandemic, things just kind of kept pushing. Eventually, Netflix picked it up. Um, it is very uncomfortable as a film. Um, it deals with, with topics that I, I know a lot of people don't like to talk about or, you know, get uncomfortable talking about. Um, certainly race in America is what I'm talking about. Um, and kind of the system in America, the justice system in America. Um, it certainly has a one-sided view kind of of this, this young man's story. Um, but I think it does a good job of, of, of really exploring the character. I rooted for the character. I cared about the character. Uh, I wanted him to 
succeed. Um, you could tell that he was a good person. He was just kind of in a, a bad spot, kind of at the wrong time, wrong place type of a scenario. Um, and again, he's the film is titled Monster, you know, because he's labeled a monster, right, by, you know, press or by people that don't know him or by outsiders who just see him as one thing, as a monster, and they don't know him, right? They don't know his story. They don't know what the actual story is. Um, so I think it's a kind of a poignant film uh, in that sense. Again, it is it is very uncomfortable at times. There are certain type of moments in the film where I kind of, you know, squirmed a little bit in my seat. Um, but I think that's kind of what the filmmaker was going for. So um, it was good. I enjoyed it. Uh, second film is Those Who Wish Me Dead, and that's on HBO Max. The Taylor, Tyler Sheridan film starring Angelina Jolie. Joe, I think you actually like this one. Um, it's a good film. Um, Angelina Jolie plays a firefighter kind of in this almost kind of a Yellowstone type of, uh, for lack of a better um, description, Yellowstone type of community kind of, um, you know, kind of beautiful, beautiful scenic type of a place. Um, and then there's this kind of side story, uh, involving a kid and his dad, um, and his dad at work. And then somehow Angelina gets her character kind of has to rescue the kid. And then they're kind of in this, this fire, um, in the, in this big forest. And, and, you know, she's, she's the hero of the story. Um, it was very, very good. Um, it's kind of a s simple linear plot, so I don't really want to give too much away because I feel like that kind of gives away kind of the premise of the story, but, but I think it's, it's good. I think Angelina Jolie is really well in it. Um, she is certainly very, very talented. Um, I think this is kind of a, this is more acting for her than say like a Maleficent or something like that. She's more kind of just doing it. So, um, check it out if it's on HBO Max, if you like it. Uh, I did see Army of the Dead, Zack Snyder. We talked about Zack Snyder earlier today. Um, this was, this was, I don't, I still don't know how I feel about this. This was something else. Um, this was a big, big film. It was a massive cast, uh, but it was, it was like a two and a half hour movie. And it was just, it was just a lot. Like it kind of feels like the Justice League of zombie movies. Like there was just so much happening. It was such a big cast. The premise was so over the top. Um, it was, again, I get, I don't want to be this unrealistic because it's hard to say zombies are realistic in general. Um, but I know zombies are a big thing for people. Um, it was just so big. It was so over the top. The action sequences, the, this big kind of CGI. Um, again, I keep saying unrealistic, but again, the whole premise is unrealistic. So it's, it's hard to say that. You just kind of have to go in and enjoy it. Um, Netflix is doubling down on Army of the Dead. We talked about this before. They're, they've ordered some prequels. Zack Snyder said he wants to do sequels. I have no idea where they take this um, because I feel like they just crammed everything into this massive film. Again, it's like a 12-person kind of like lead cast where they all kind of fight these zombies. It's, it's massively big. I will say the best part about it, again, Zack Snyder does shoot beautiful films. Like they look good. The CGI looks good, even on films that you don't maybe not like. Right, I, I like Man of Steel, but again, a lot of people don't. But again, it's a beautiful looking film. Three Hundred, it's a beautiful looking film. BVS, there, the cinematography is really, really good. Um, so it's a it's a good film to look at. Um, there's just not a lot of substance there. Uh, I will say, Dave Bautista, this may have been the best film I've seen Dave Bautista in, though. He is kind of the de facto leader. Again, it's a really kind of ensemble cast, but. Um, Yes, he is kind of fighting and, and doing kind of what Dave Batista does and killing zombies and stuff. Um, but he's good. He's charming. He's funny. He's kind of charismatic. He's kind of the reluctant hero that kind of gets dragged into this kind of help fighting the zombie type of a thing. Um, so I was really, really impressed with Dave Batista. I thought this was a good, good film for him. Uh, I'm not sure I want to see more. Army of the Dead from Netflix, per se, but it looks like that's what... Uh, unless Zack Snyder gets pulled back into Warner Brothers to do more DC stuff, this may be Netflix, maybe his new home. Um, so we'll see. So one definite... Or two definite pluses for me, and then uh, one maybe for Joe, I think probably those who wish me dead, I think you'd like. The other ones I think you could probably skip, unless you have a big passion for zombie films that I didn't know about. No, you don't? Mm. I, I wasn't interested in that movie before. I'm, my opinion hasn't changed. <laughs> That's okay. Um, 
I do want to give you a break from talking because I know you've been talking for a while. Um, we are in a segment where we give recommendations, but unfortunately, I don't have any recommendations because to me it seems a bit redundant to give my movie lists and give recommendations. So I do apologize for asking you to speak more um, as he's slugging down water just to make you know wet the whistle a little bit. But I, I, I do apologize, but I hope you have some recommendations because I do not. Um, I again, just wrote one down. I thought it would be un, I thought it would be a bit redundant for me to recommend. And I haven't really read any books or seen any new movies. Um, you're obviously more of a TV watcher than I, and I know you watch a lot of the new shows now. I'm sure you have something to recommend. Yep. You're obviously watching a, a, a show that I know is very near and dear to your heart, or revisiting a show that's very near and dear to your heart. I don't know if you're going to recommend that, but go right ahead. Uh, Entourage is a show Joe's talking about, yes. I believe. Um, it's not that show. Again, I, I watched like an hour. I watched an episode on a plane recently, and I've just started rewatching it. But um, great show. Would never be made in 2020 or 2021, but great kind of HBO legacy show. And show I am going to recommend, it's an HBO show that's on now. It's called Mayor of Easttown. Um, this is kind of the new HBO Cabo Fad Kate show. Winslet. The Kate Winslet show. Uh, also stars Guy Pierce, Gene Smart, oh, yeah, Evan Guy's Peters. Pierce, yeah. What's the what's the basic um, without trying to? Sure, the basic is Kate Winslet is a detective in this She's kind detective. of small town. Okay. So it's like um, an Ozark type thing. T- yeah, kind of. And there's uh, a murder, um, which is kind of similar to a murder from like ten years ago, but it also um, potentially involves her ex husband. And it's it's again, it's a really kind of a small community town mm-hmm. where everyone kind of knows each other. Um, it's really really fascinating. I think tonight. Sunday the 23rd, whenever we're recording this. Yes. I think tonight's the seventh episode. It's only eight okay. episodes. It's a limited series. Okay. Okay. There will not be multiple seasons, okay. just like the Nicole Kidman, the undoing show. Got it, got it. Um, it's just going to be like there's this kind of mystery. There's this story. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then that's it. Um, HBO does a really good job with these limited series. Yeah, they yeah. keep pumping out these well, they shows. They also did uh, that Stephen King one. That I can't remember what it's called. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. book right over there. Uh, the Outsider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Outsider. They do. Yeah, they've done. They keep. HBO. This seems like a similar type feel. Yeah, it's who, very. Who dark. is Guy Pierce? Is Guy Pierce her ex-husband or is no? He like Guy a, Pierce is, he a, is a new. He's he's a new guy from out of town. Okay, so he's kind um, of, and he's a new love interest for Kate Winslet. Okay, okay, okay. Um, all right, all right. That's I have no idea what he's gonna do. Okay, that's all you have to say. Um, I'm just curious. But yeah, it's really really good. Okay. Again, Kate Winslet. HBO obviously really makes good very, stuff, very good. So I'm not surprised. Yeah. that this is another good show. It's a big. I, I've been seeing. Big wreck. I've been seeing trailers on it, and I just. I didn't know if it was a movie or a trailer or a series. But anyway. It's kind of like in the same vein. Like I said, Undoing or like a yeah, True yeah, Detective yeah. or Outsider or things like that. So, um, yeah. Cool. Good. Well, thanks for the recommendation. Yeah, I know you always give good recommendations. Um, uh, it's that time of the podcast where I give my recommendations or, again, we revisit the list that I've been looking at. So now I will give you a break, buddy. You can go with some water if you want or drink some more water and – Take 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 a rest your you know rest your uh, your your voice box. All right. Um, so we left off at one thirty three. It seems like it's been a while since we've talked about this. So well, but it has been a couple weeks since we've done a pod. But I have some really really good movies on here. Um, all of these movies again are really they are very near and dear to my heart, and they are very I think excellent watches. Um, they're not always. Uh, pleasant what to watch. Not all of these movies are. Most of them are not, actually. But they are very moving, very captivating. Um, I tend to like dramas, and that's just me. So these movies are very much, uh, a lot of them are in the drama or quasi-action or somewhat action-drama blend. Um, the last movie that we left, so I'm just going to get into it. The last movie that we left off on, again, we're nearing... We're just above the top 100. We are at 133. We still got a little ways to go, but we're getting down to the really excellent movies, in my opinion. Um, 133 was Batman Begins. I mentioned that two weeks ago. Um, we are now at 132, and this is a movie that, again, is is has an actor in it that I am not huge on, but. He doesn't, this actor, in my opinion, doesn't do enough bad things to turn me off to the movie. Um, And I'm talking about Ben Affleck. Um, I think he's good in certain roles. I don't think he's good in all roles that he plays. 
but this is a movie that I think he does a really great job in, along with his co-star, Samuel Jackson. Um, this is not a pleasant movie um, by any stretch of the imagination. It really kind of touts, um, it really kind of explores what can happen when people, it, it kind of explores the worst characteristics and qualities in people. And I like that it kind of touches on the subject that a lot of movies don't. Um, you know, kind of, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of the, of the book of the Lord of the Flies, but this kind of, I can, I, I can maybe loosely find ties to this with Lord of the Flies that it's like, you know, just when people are down to their primal instincts and like just doing things to protect themselves and not even caring about anybody else and just kind of being absolutely cruel and mean and doing anything under the sun to protect themselves, even if it means stepping on someone's throat. So this movie is definitely in, is in that vein. Came out in 2002. Again, it stars star Samuel Jackson. Ben Affleck also stars Tony Collette. This is Changing Lanes. The next movie, 131, is very much in the same vein of that movie, uh, Changing Lanes. It's pretty much, not identical, but it's very similar in a lot of ways. Um, it came out uh, nine years prior, and it stars Michael Douglas. Came out in 1983. It's a movie that I may or may not have recommended before on the show, but I still like it. Again, it's not a pleasant watch. It's it's tough to watch. You feel sad for the character, um, you know. You but I understand his plight. I can understand how somebody can kind of go off the rails and really kind of just lose all sense of who they are and just be wrapped up in emotion, which is why I like the the previous movie, Changing Lanes, and this movie. This is Falling Down, 1993, directed by Joel Schumacher, stars Michael Douglas, Robert Duvall, and Barbara Hershey. So those are two kind of like not-so-good, feel-good movies. Um, this next movie is interesting. It, it is more of a feel-good movie, but it's it's directed by Steven, it's directed by Steven Spielberg, and it's more of a feel-good movie. It's an interesting uh, premise because it's based off, loosely based off of a true <coughs> bless you. It's loosely based off of a true real life person who apparently as a young, as a young man, like, you know, in his teens was pretending to be dozens of people. Um, and the person that I'm talking about is Frank Abagnale. He was a forger. He used to make, I guess, millions of whatever. He used to pretend to be all sorts of people when he did all sorts of things before he was even 18. Kind of an interesting concept. Um, and this movie is kind of loosely based off of his story. Um, this came out in 2002, as I mentioned, it's directed by Steven Spielberg. It has a great soundtrack, as always, by John Williams. It stars Tom Hanks, Leo DiCaprio, Christopher Walken, and a young Amy Adams. This is Catch Me If You Can. Um, next movie. Uh, again, I didn't know what this really movie was about. It always kind of, looking at the cover, again, one shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but I did kind of judge this movie's premise by its cover. And I kind of didn't really give it, I'd never even heard, oh, I'd heard of it, but I never really knew what it was about or even given it a chance until I did. And it was an incredible movie. I, I, I loved it. I loved the, the humor in it. Um, it stars Johnny Depp, who plays uh, a, a drug trafficker. It's based off of, again, loosely off of a true story, kind of a biopic of sorts. Not really, but again, Hollywood movies taken for what they're worth. Um, came out in 2001. As I said, it stars, stars Johnny Depp. And Penelope Cruz. An interesting fact about this movie is it's based off of a guy named George Young who passed away this past this May at the beginning of May. Um, this is 2001. Again, the guy uh, the guy who passed away his name is George Young. He died in May of May 5th of this year. He was a cocaine trafficker uh, in the early in the 1970s and early 1980s. And this movie is kind of a whatever a fictional story of his life. It's called Blow. Uh, 128. This is a, a great movie. I love this movie. Again, not a pleasant watch, but it is great. Deals with some really ugly, ugly, uh, you know, topics, ugly scenes, ugly, you know, subject matter. But I like it because it's it's again, I, I to me, this is why I don't particularly, you know, not to go off on a big tangent, but this is why I don't particularly have really any Marvel movies because I don't like movies that always just have a happy ending. I like movies that are more real, that are more, I think, representative and indicative of real life, in which that the heroes don't always win. Um, not to say that the hero doesn't win here, but again, it's really kind of muddled. It's not clear-cut. Um, 
This is a movie, I, I love this movie. It's directed by David Cronenberg, um, stars Viggo Mortensen, who I know they have worked together on a couple projects, but this, to me, is one is their best project. I, I love it. I love Viggo Mortensen as his character. I, I, I believe his, and I believe him as his role. Um, this is kind of off of Lord, not off of Lord of the Rings, but this was kind of the peak Viggo Mortensen, if you could say, after the Lord of the Rings. Um, stars Naomi Watts and Vincent Castle. This is kind of a, it is a Russian mobster movie. This is Eastern Promises, 2007. The next movie, uh, again, I didn't watch this movie till in the last couple of years. I had no idea what this movie was about and all the better because I feel if, because it's not a very complicated plot. And if, as you mentioned in, a, in, in, in a Army of the Dead, I think it was, uh -huh. if you know kind of the linear plot, then it kind of ruins a big portion of the movie. So I'm going to refrain from discussing much of the plot of this movie, but I will say one thing, a quote from the movie, which is absolutely great, what one man can do, another can do, which is spoken by Sir Anthony Hopkins, who, as you know, just won the Oscar for The Father. He is great in this movie alongside Alec Baldwin. Again, not a really, not a really unique story, but it is a fascinating watch. Um, came out in 1997. This is called The Edge. I don't want to reveal, reveal much about the plot, so forgive me if I don't kind of uh, say anything about it. And again, I can't guarantee that anyone's going to be watching any of the movies anyway based on my recommendation, but I would definitely give The Edge a watch, and please don't read anything about it, because if you do, it kind of spoils really a big part of the portion of the movie, which is a straight linear plot. But it is great. Absolutely great. Um, next movie. 126. Uh, we watched this movie. This is a fairly recent movie, 2017. Um, I watched it in the theaters with you. I was absolutely blown away, mostly because of the deafening sound because it was so loud. But that was what made it so captivating was because I literally felt like I was in a war. Um, again, directed by my favorite director, inarguably for me, my favorite director, Christopher Nolan. Um, came out in 2017. It stars Harry Styles. Beyond Whitehead, Tom Hardy, Cillian Murphy, Kenneth Branagh, and Mark Rylance. Uh, this is Dunkirk. Uh, a few more. 125. Uh, one of the older movies on my list. Not the oldest, but one of the older movies. And every time I watch this movie, uh, again, it's not like... It, to me, it, this movie is kind of indicative of the time that it came out. It came out in the early 1980s which obviously there's a whole different type. There's lots of different movies that come out in a different time periods. But I think this movie is really indicative of the time period in that there were a lot of kind of, kind of sort of science fiction, dystopian, um, you know, uh, noir type films that came out in the 1980s, or maybe just ones that I know of anyway. Um, and this is definitely one of those. It's a science fiction film. Probably argue, could be one of this. Well, I would say it's the first movie this, that, this, that this noteworthy director made, and that is James Cameron. Um, this is 1984, The Terminator, with Arnold Schwarzenegger, Linda Hamilton, and Michael Bain. Am I saying that right? Bean? Bain? I don't know if I'm saying that right. Anyway, I don't know. Anyway, great, great movie. Very, very, like, so past, it's so beyond the time it was made. Um, again, not really a pleasant watch. I watched it when I was a kid. It kind of creeped me out, maybe gave me some nightmares, but in any event, I love it now. Um, I can't, I can't speak highly enough about it. Um, and say what you want about Arnold Schwarzenegger and making action, you know, whatever, dump some dumb action movies and whatnot. This, you know, might have been one of his first movies, maybe maybe the first movie he ever did, and he was great in it. Um, uh, you know, and, 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 and you could argue that he kind of, that him and kind of Sylvester Stallone kind of gave us this kind of like big, you know, muscle-bound character that was never in movies before. So between him and Sylvester Stallone, they you could you one could make the case that they paved the way for a Dave Bautista or a Dwayne Johnson or you know John Cena, all of these guys who kind of maybe may may not have been necessarily into movies, but now they are. Or just that similar type character, the similar bravado, the similar persona on camera. You could argue that Arnold and 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 uh, Sylvester Stallone kind of like made, a John Claude Van Damme. Yeah, right? John Claude Van Damme. Yeah, they all of them kind of made these type of characters or these type of roles or, or, you know, right. presented these roles on film. 
Um, again, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this movie, next movie, 124, because it's really just the sequel to the previous one. It is Terminator 2, Judgment Day, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Linda Hamilton, and Robert Patrick. Again, uh, one of the criticisms that I tend to make on movies is that I don't like sequels. Um, this is a sequel, so but I didn't watch the sequel when it came out. This wasn't – I was alive when this came out, but I was eight, and I wasn't going to watch this movie, or my parents weren't going to let me watch this movie when I was eight. So I didn't even know this movie. these movies existed. So – me kind of watching them back to back, it feels different than having to wait 15, 20 years or whatever, five years for a sequel. It feels different to me when I can watch them instantaneously. It doesn't feel like they're separate from each other. It's just one story. It's just one, line, it's just one compound story. Part one, part two. Um, but that's just me. Um, so it feels different to me. Um, Again, another action movie. The last movie I have on my list, um, again, I'm a little surprised that it's not ranked higher. To me, it's a very it's a very sad and interesting story. Um, it stars Nicolas Cage, and I know he's won an Oscar for another movie, uh, Leaving Las Vegas, that, you know, he, I, I thought his, his performance in that was good. I didn't think it was really Oscar-worthy, though, but um, maybe because I just wasn't a huge fan of the movie. But he is the lead actor in this movie. And I love this movie. It's it's quirky. I love that he's kind of like a that he plays like a a guy who's kind of lost his way and he's trying to figure out his place in the world. Um, and it stars Michael Caine as his father. Um, also stars Hope Davis and a young Nicholas Holt. This is 2005, The Weatherman. I I I think it's a great movie, and I love Nicholas Cage in it. I believe I believe him as a character, and I I I. I it's hard for me not to root for him. This movie very much speaks to me. So that's the last movie I have today, 120. Why did you say people did you say people would be surprised that it's there or did you Because it's like fifty percent of Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, I don't okay. know why it gets so low. At least I, I've never seen it. At least so I, I looked it up. At least I looked it. it up and it said fifty, and I'm surprised yeah. by that, but again, that's just whatever. People um, have I thought tastes. I thought I thought it would I think it deserves to be much higher than that, but that's just me. Um most of the movies I would say on this list that I mentioned today have at least a 70% of Rotten Tomatoes. Sure. But again, take that for what it is. It's Rotten Tomatoes. Right. It's a general. All right. Um, let me take a break now, buddy, while you talk about theme parks. Go right ahead. Sure. Disney's Disneyland's Paradise Pier Hotel will reopen on June 15th. Uh, Disneyland has not yet announced um, up, updated capacity numbers, but again, California with vaccinations um, – eligible to anybody now and people getting them um, looks like it will be soon a higher capacity. Again, theme parks are now not theme parks in general um, sporting events, concerts, everything capacities are starting to go up. So I don't know why Disneyland would not do the same thing as well. Uh, it will join Disneyland hotels being open. There's still no opening date yet for Disney's grand California hotel. Um, but again, they don't, they just don't want hotels open if people aren't going to stay there. But if capacity continues to increase, of course they're going to open it up because that's a big, it's a big money maker for Disneyland. Obviously, um, I do want to chime in on something because I think it's kind of funny and noteworthy to mention. Um, when I read this, you said that the Disneyland Paradise Pier Hotel will open on June fifteenth. Now I don't have an issue, or not not an issue, but the thing I want to note is it's called the Paradise Pier Hotel. There is no Paradise Pier, which I think is kind of funny and noteworthy. Um, it is Pixar Pier. But I can, rename but I can understand why yeah. they might not quote unquote waste the money to change the name of the hotel because it's just a hotel. Um, I can understand them giving a facelift to the quote unquote, the land Paradise Pier, but it seems a little funny that they're that they are now conflicting. I just noticed that when it's when, still a gorgeous hotel. I'm not saying it's not yeah. a gorgeous hotel, but it seems like it's it's off themed now. It seems like it's out, not outdated, but yeah. it's not really indicative of the quote-unquote land that it was named after. Yeah. So I just think that that was noteworthy and something I wanted to point out. I'm not saying they should change it. It's probably not worth the money to do so. But I still think it's funny. It's like I say, almost like having Star Tours in a separate place other than Galaxy's Edge. It seems silly to me now. Yeah, I in think any you're event, right. I think just like Star Tours, event. until they come up with a better idea to put something else there, they're probably just going to keep it. Exactly. Um, which is why I just I think, think it's funny. Which though. is why I think Star and I Tours to po- and I wanted to poke fun at Star it. Star Tours will be there for a while. Um, 
Yeah, I'm going to introduce the next question because I really don't have an opinion on it, and I know people would probably much rather hear your opinion than mine at this okay. point. That's fine. Um, which attraction are you most looking forward to as part of Avengers Campus? It can be any Avengers Campus worldwide. Now, before you answer this, um, you did mention that in di- different Avengers campuses worldwide, they're going to focus on different characters. Right. That being said, I am I would be shocked mm-hmm. if you mentioned that you are not looking that that the that the one you are most looking forward to is not Spider Land, whatever in Disney California, because that is your favorite Marvel character. And so I will be shocked if you say another attraction. But go ahead. Uh, prepare to be shocked, I guess. I don't know. What, which Um, one is it? So I will preface it by saying, obviously I'm incredibly excited for Spider-Man, the attraction. Okay. Um, that'll be the first major attraction besides obviously mission breakout. That's already been open in California. This will be the only Spider-Man attraction at any Disney theme park worldwide. Again, there's a Spider-Man attraction, universal studios, Florida. Um, that's already there. That has nothing to do with Marvel or has nothing to do with MCU. Um, the Spider-Man attraction is very much Joe staring at me like yeah, I'm a crazy I'm person. You're just like you're teasing me along. Here. Uh, just get to the point. The, the Spider-Man attraction looks very very cool. However, it very much is kind of one of those kind of just first-person shooter type of, type of type of rides. So it's going to be kind of like your Midway Mania or your Buzz Lightyear Astro Blasters. Okay. Obviously, you're going to be shooting um, you're going to be shooting webs, so it's not going to be necessarily like a, a gun pull. There's, they're going to strap something to your wrist and you're going to like a web slinger type of a thing. So that is going to be different. Obviously, the technology is going to be new. It's going to be great. Um, and I'm very, very much excited to ride it all day, uh, the very first day that it's there. Because um, I love it, obviously. The one ride that I'm looking forward to the most, most, is probably the Avengers ride overall. Okay, Again, that that'll be the that phase two where is ride. Where is that? That'll, be in, that'll be in California Adventure okay, as well. Okay. Um, but that won't be for another year or so. Wait, What? Oh, the event? What did you say? The the, the Avengers. It's just the the blank Avengers. Did I ride. make a mistake? Did you just say the Incredibles? Did I hear you wrong? Maybe. Okay, that's okay. Or maybe I heard um, you wrong. That's okay. Yeah, the Avengers no, ride. So the, the Avengers, Avengers ride. ride. Where that's going to be in DCA? That'll be in DCA as okay. well, but that won't open what for kind another of a year. Ride or is so, it be? You know, so like, yeah, that. so Tell that is going to be. It's the ride where you join up with the Avengers um, on a mission. You 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 board a Quinjet. Um, and then you go to Wakanda, basically, and then you help the Avengers okay. fight. But wh- so, okay, again... Sorry. That's the story. Right. But what kind of thing are you doing on the ride? Is right. it a roller coaster? Is it's it, not a roller coaster. That's what I'm saying. It's Describe got, what um, it is. Is it like is it like the rise I'm of the resistance? It, no. So it's going to be more of a motion, motion capture type of a ride. So you're going to be sitting down, and you're going to be putting on 3D glasses, and you're going to kind of okay. be interacting. So um, is it like a big auditorium thing, or is it? Yes, like a, or is I believe it, so. Or is it like a uh, Star Tours thing, or is it more like the Shrek thing that we went to? I believe and it's, the, it's and, and more the, of and the, a, the Gru, the whatever the Indescribable Me. It may be, or the it Simpsons. may be something like that. Um, however, this is the same technology that is being that's been used in Disney Animal Kingdom for the Avatar ride, Flight of Passage. Which people love. They say that's like their favorite ride in all of Disney World. It's supposed to be the brand new. It's it's like three D technology, four D technology, but somehow the the inner the system, the seat that you have, and the screen that you have is specifically tailor made for you. So all you're not necessarily in conjunction with the person sitting next to you, or like you're not you're you're not sitting in a row and the row's not moving all at once. Like whatever you're doing is specific to what you are doing. Does that make sense? Like each seat is individualized. So it's like a Harry Potter thing then? Are um, you not in the line? Like I don't understand like I so you I so the way flight of passage works and I don't know the seating yeah, arrangement. The way flight of passage work is you sit down and it's almost like like you're leaning forward kind of like you're riding a motorcycle. Okay, okay, okay. And then the the type of the seat can rock and things like that and then the the screen or whatever you want to call it kind of the individual screen comes down in front of you. Okay. Um, and then you kind of, again, the flight of passage is like you're riding a banshee. Um, so you get that experience and you have to basically be in control of it and steer it and tell, and kind of, you know, not tell it where it wants to go, but, um, wrangle it to where it wants to go and things like that. Um, this is so supposed to be a predestined course. Correct. Okay. Um, and the way this was described at, at D23 when I went in 2019, this is obviously a, the Avengers campus was a big topic. 
Um, this is going to be the latest and greatest in kind of ride technology. Um, and it's supposed to make you feel like you are a part of the Avengers and you are helping the Avengers fight off these space invaders in Wakanda. Um, so you're going to be you're going to be fighting next to Captain America. You're going to be fighting next to Iron Man and Black Panther, um, and you're going to be helping them out. Um, so again, it's it's a it's a it's supposed to be a unique experience that puts you into the action, as it were. Um, I don't again, I don't know all the details, kind of how that works or anything like that. I've never ridden Flight of Passage, um, but everyone says it's the most amazing ride at Disney World. Um, so and it's the same technology. So for me. That kind of gives me more excitement. Again, Spider-Man obviously is my favorite character. I think Spider-Man will be a part of the Avengers, right? I think he'll be a part of that. They're going to have all these. It's going to be like the Wakanda battle in the film Infinity, where everyone's going to be there. You're just going to help people fight. Um, so in terms of just technology and kind of what rides will look like in the future, I think this ride, when it does open, will be the latest and greatest type of ride technology um, that really kind of gets you involved in the ride. And maybe some people don't like that, right? Maybe some people would just rather sit down and enjoy. Um, but I'm excited for it. So there is that. Um, we plan on being back next week. Again, unless it's just an incredibly slow week with news. Um, it is a holiday next week, so we'll, so we'll see if we can get around to it. Um, but I, I hope I hope we'll be back next week. I don't know why we wouldn't. Um, as always, please like, share, comment, rate, review, share, and subscribe. I think I should. I think I said share twice, but that's okay. I'm gonna say goodbye. Joe did a great job tonight. Joe's gonna say goodbye and send us out of here. All right, take care, everyone. Goodbye.